I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to I'll Have What She's Having, a food and drink podcast from me, Sophie Wybird. And me, Hannah Crosby. Every week, Sophie and I sit down to dinner. She makes a dish, I pair a wine, and we put the world to rights. This week, we pair Niçoise eggs with a Pinotage pet nat. And we talk about birth control, London pride, and birthday anxiety. Hello! Welcome back. So I'll have what she's having. Welcome back. Me and Sophie are in a chaotic mood this morning. <laughs> Sophie arrived an hour ago. We've only just started recording. I don't know what we've been doing, just hanging out. We've just been hanging out and wasting time, cooking food, preparing wine, and chatting shit. As, as we are wont to do. As, as is our right. As, as is our, our God-given right. Um, I'm also feeling a little bit sensitive this morning because I was out at my partner's birthday last night. And even though... So I'm trying to cut out beer, right? Because every time I cut out beer, I magically lose lots of weight and my body feels healthier for some reason. But beer's uh, so yummy. But beer's so good. I know I love beer. So I was just... So instead of doing that, I'm uh, having spirits instead. So I'm having a vodka, uh, soda, lime cordial. Such cordial. a skinny bitch at the pub Such move. Such a skinny bitch at the pub, uh, which meant that obviously I was drinking it like it was juice because I couldn't taste the vodka and I, I like bruised my knee about half an hour in. Oof. Just... Yeah, for a Sunday a Sunday afternoon drinking sesh, getting on the vodka straight away yeah. always feels like it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a hardcore day. Yeah, my partner looked at me as if to say, please don't fucking do this. Not <laughs> It's five o'clock in the afternoon, you just got here. I think it's partially why I like drinking beer at the pub. It feels like the most casual choice. You can drink a lot of it very quickly and you won't, like, get that drunk. And you really, are really allowed place. beer at really early in the day. It feels more socially acceptable. <laughs> Wait, are you? So <laughs> says, says our British blood. Yeah, that's true. I feel like it's more socially acceptable to have a beer at 11am than it is any other drink. Do you know what I mean? Well, we're going to be having some wine at 10am, which... <laughs> I'm very excited for... Um, what are we drinking? Oh, yeah. Should we, should we just launch into it? Yeah, let's not waste any fucking time. Uh, we've already wasted enough. Uh, so, we we used to do the food first. Now we do the drinks first. We just we just switch up. We're keeping you on your toes. We're keeping we're us on our toes. Up. Yeah, we're building you up to the main event. So, <laughs> we are having a wine that I'm sure lots of people have seen on social media. Their marketing has been absolutely incredible. I am, of course, talking about Nouveau Wine. They're a very exciting uh, new wine company uh, that exists to kind of inject a little bit of fun, a bit of culture into wine. Like, I think that um, where craft beer is kind of hitting all of like the cultural keystones of the moment, I think that they're 
starting to do a similar thing with wine. I mean, Action Bronson was pictured with it. They had like a rave on a bus uh, with all the wine. Uh, and this potluck is their pet nat. So pet nat, as we all know, is a sparkling wine made in the ancestral method, uh, meaning that it doesn't undergo two fermentations like a champagne or a cremel. It only undergoes one kickstarted by natural yeast on the grapes. Uh, all of their wines thus far are South African, and this is no different. It's 100% Pinotage, which is a bit weird if uh, you know, and well, not a lot of people love Pinotage. It's like a very big, bold, boisterous, tannic grape. Um, it gets a really bad rap for being a bit unsubtle, um, not that nice, like can be quite big and bulky. But uh, they've done something really, really different with this. This is a really, really interesting delicious wine and I really really love it I really like it when they sent me a bottle so to say thank you I'm putting it on the podcast this week so thank you Nouveau for always sending me a bottle of potluck I really really do like it I think I've fallen a bit out of love with pet nuts recently because oh, I've just really? had some I just had like a couple of like really shit yeasty examples yeah, fair I'm just enough. like oh not like kind of yeasty because obviously it's going to be a bit funky I'm not a fucking moron but but too much too much the, like yeast. when the funk isn't nice when funk is fault that's when you're like i like a little bit of funk but yeah this is a bit yeah yeah it happens with the anatties doesn't it but yeah no i'm very excited to give a try and what are we eating this morning that's slowly cooling down in front of us (laughs) as we waste time our bloody chit chat uh well, I th- I love potluck as well. It's got really nice, like, grapefruity, acidic notes. That's what mm-hmm. I wanted to go with something that felt quite summery yeah. that would go with that. So I had an original plan of something I was going to cook, and then I changed my mind last night. I was going to make a just a salad niçoise, mm-hmm. which I think goes really nicely with a nice juicy, a nice juicy citrus wine. Um, but I've decided instead to do some tuna niçoise eggs. So they're almost like shakshuka. But I've braised some green beans in lots of shallots and garlic and chili. There's some dried oregano in there. Um, and then I've added some tuna and some really plump black olives. I've then nestled eggs into that on the stovetop. Mm, so good. I'm going to lid bowl. on it and I've steamed eggs. You know when you put eggs in the oven? I feel like the eggs never do what you want them to do. I genuinely always... don't think I've ever put eggs in an oven. I feel like when you do baked eggs in the oven, you crack the eggs in, you put them under, the yolks go like completely solid and they go turn this like strange matte colour on top. Yeah. You get to preserve much more of the texture if you do it on the stovetop <gasps> and gently steam them. Mm-hmm. So the, the yolks aren't like totally liquid here, but the whites are totally solid, which mm. is more my aim in this situation. Oh, it smells so good. And then we're eating it with some nice bread from your local baker, actually. Mm. Breed. I love breed. It's breed, right? Yeah, shout out breed. Yeah. Mm, they're so good. I don't know why more people don't love them, but it's really funny. So yeah, breeze that's near to where I live. So if he's just gone to go and get the bread from, they do coffee in the morning, and it's very much like a local spot. Like if you know it's there, then you know it's there. I think even people who live in East London don't really know of its um, existence. But um, a coffee shop kind of opened up in an arch um, nearby, and no one is outside and everyone's at breed. So I'm really happy that they didn't come and like move in on their fun. No, no. Keep their, keep their custom. Mm. And I'm funny about eggs, as I'm sure I've talked about in this podcast a million fucking times because I bang on about it constantly. But I know that you're an egg lover and I figured it'd be nice to have something that was quite like light lunchy. Mm. Not going to say the dreaded B word, but a bit brunchy. I do really love eggs. It's true. Mm. And I love tuna. Make tin tuna great again. I love tuna so much. 
People love slagging off tin tuna, saying it looks like cat food. It's delicious. It's good for you. I like it's cheap. As someone who ate cat food as a dare as a kid, <laughs> I can't remember what. It didn't taste very. It doesn't taste that bad. What kind of cat food was it? What flavor? Uh, it wasn't like I didn't have to eat like the whole thing. I just ate like a, a like a nugget of a. Was it dry or wet? It was wet. It was good. But it was okay. Oh, good. You weren't going back into the tin for more though. No, because I'm not a cat. I was. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you liked it so much you decided to be a cat. You know what? That'd be so funny if this was just like my way of coming out and saying, like, guys, I've been eating like a tin of cat food a week. <laughs> I've been having a bit of a hard life. time. It's my comfort food. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I, I, I don't remember it tasting that bad. It just tastes like meat and jelly. Yeah. I imagine it doesn't taste that dissimilar from tinned meat or fish no speaking of amazing things uh that we love eating did you have anything <laughs> nice to eat this week no cat food to speak of no but um i did have i've actually been a real sport about this week i've been out for so many meals oh nice <laughs> it's been one of those i went out for dinner four times between friday night and sunday lunch excuse me four Wait, meals out friday night four meals sorry between friday afternoon and sunday afternoon i went out for four meals <gasps> which is a little bit much isn't it that is incredible but they were all great we had a lovely lunch together on friday did we oh um, yeah we did <laughs> uh i don't recall um i don't remember that um it must have red- been great for you no 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 <laughs> No, at the red line and sun. So good. So much fun. Thank you so much, Journey's End, for having us. Um, lots of South African wine going on today. I know. I'm do you know what? I feel like I'm really I'm really unqualified in talking about South African wine. I don't drink a lot of South African wine generally, but I really, really loved all the Journey's End wine that we tried. Some really lovely Chardonnay, some lovely chilled reds. Yeah. Um, and I love Nouveau wine as well. So maybe I actually do love south african wine and there's something i need to do more of it was just one of those press meals where you turn up and like you have two stars you're like wow that was an amazing meal and then they break out literally the biggest (laughs) plate of meat you've ever seen just like i honestly think it was my dream meal there was like this big tomato and burrata salad then there was longestines then Mm -hmm. there was chili lobster like singapore style oh that was probably my favorite that's like my favorite my favorite kind of dish and then for the mains, it was just this enormous fucking meat platter with sausages, right. lamb chops, yeah. steak, pork chops, chips, bernays, salad. Oh. I just a seafood platter followed by big meaty chips and sauces. Oh my god. Unreal. Absolutely amazing. I actually had to leave before we even got to pudding and cheese. Yes, yeah, so did I. Did you as well? I did. They, they they passed out two more wines because I wasn't. I was trying really hard not to drink that day, but they were like, <laughs> "Oh, you must try this." I was like, "Okay, okay." <laughs> and you had a nice lunch out on your own. I did. Oh my god! Basically, I've got this. It's almost like a lifelong phobia of eating out by myself or people being by themselves and eating alone. I had this thing where I went to visit my dad when he was. My he's been self-employed for years, but he like used to work in an office in the centre of town. I think it must have been about 11. And me and my big sister went and met him for lunch in his lunch break. And he, like, took us to zoo to get sushi. And we sat in this little square. And there was this man sat by himself on a park bench eating a sandwich. And he looked so sad. And I cried in the park because oh, I was so upset. Sophie. This man looked so upset. And my dad was teasing me about it, saying, you know that I do that. When you're not here eating lunch with me, I'm the man by himself, sitting, eating lunch on the bench by himself. Oh my god, it's like a story from like a Robin Williams film. Honestly, truly it was. And it's like really scarred me, even though that's 
he was probably having a lovely time and I was putting all my own feelings on it. But I've been terrified yeah. of eating by myself and I'm trying to train myself out of it because I feel like it's a really lovely thing to mm. do for yourself. Um, eating for me is such a social thing, but I also feel like it's really important for self-care and self-love as well. So I'm trying to practice that and take myself out for meals. So I went out for lunch by myself for the first time last Where week. Where did you go? I went to Tandor Chop House. <gasps> where I'd never been before. Oh. Our, our really good friends at Two Hot Asians were doing a pop-up there. Uh, Anna, one half of Two Hot Asians, uh, was on the podcast previously, so you might have heard about her. Um, and they were doing this... Uh, oh, it was so good. It was a prawn naan. Ooh, with ooh, like mango and one? curry butter and kefir lime leaves. It was, it was ridiculous. I think I missed the boat on that one. No! Oh, it's yeah. so good. And it's got plenty more pop-ups going on though. So you and any listeners who want to eat her food. Yes. Keep your eyes peeled. She's also popping up on the grills, which is, yeah, you got cooked for by, well, indirectly cooked for by Anna. I've been cooked for Anna many times recently and I love it. I'm going to another one of her pop-ups in a few weeks. This is just an Anna Stan podcast now. Yeah. It was great. But I have to say, the thing about eating out by yourself is... I just want to try loads of different things. And when you're by yourself, you do have to restrict yourself yeah. a bit more. Because otherwise the, there's all the waste. You otherwise there's all the waste. Yeah. I did actually take the biggest doggy bag home with me. So it didn't go to waste at all. But I did feel like a bit of a... I felt a bit self-conscious ordering as much as I did. Yeah. I did want to try so much. It was great though. Go check out Tandor Chop House. I'd never been before and thought the food was lovely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> go and get it. Or go eat Anna's food separately. She's popping up at the Albi. Yes. which is at the Hoxton Hotel in Southwark, every Sunday in July, cooking on the grills there. It so looks that. so, so good. Can also confirm that. I really delicious. want to taste her crack. <laughs> I really want to taste her crack pie. <laughs> I had it for the first time yesterday. What's it like? The pandan crack pie. Delicious. I took my friend Tilda with me and she said it's the best pudding she's ever had. <gasps> so, you heard it here first. What's the best pudding you've ever had? But that's a really hard question because I'm not, I'm not a crazy pudding head. Yeah. I can't pinpoint the best pudding I've ever had if I'm really honest with myself. I can pinpoint the kind of puddings that I like, but I don't think that I'd like fantasize about puddings that I've eaten in a certain place. It would just be something like a really good apple crumble that I've had at a point or, do you know what? One of my sister's ex-boyfriend's mums <laughs> okay. made a really good tiramisu. Ooh. And she knew that I was really into food. So whenever my sister Maddie used to go around to their house, She'd like bring back Tupperware for me to try all her, her food. Mm -hmm. His mum was like a brilliant cook. I'm sure she still is. Wherever she is now. Wherever she is, um, wherever she's doing. <laughs> but she used to bring Tupperware home for me to try her cooking. And her tiramisu was pretty spectacular. Oh, I told you this before. I don't like I was tiramisu. About to ask, you don't like tiramisu? No. I don't know this about you. I don't like coffee-based desserts. Interesting. I don't like coffee-based coffee, but I do like coffee-based dessert. Interesting. Um, Ying and Yang, what's your best dessert? My best dessert in recent memory, because I am a, I'm not as big of a sweet girl as I used to be, but I still am. Like, I still will always have a dessert because I like it. So, my favorite dessert, like if it's on a list, has to be a lemon tart. Lemon mm. tart is like hands down my favorite. And there's like a dollop of meringue, like not too big, like not crazy, like a little, a little dollop of meringue on top, better. But like like a really, 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 really sour tart, creamy yeah. lemon bit. And then I want the tart on the outside to be like so hard that you have to go, you have to like bite crisp, into crisp, it. Crisp, crisp, I don't like a crumbly pastry tart. But one of the best desserts that I've had of recent years was um, Chet's. 
I, I will bang on about how much I really enjoyed Chess. I've, I've like, not that I wasn't expected to, but I just didn't expect. I mean, like, yeah, to all intents and purposes, it's a restaurant and a hotel. But um, so this is Chet's in the Hoxton and Shepherd's Bush. And oh my goodness, it's so good. It is. It I had is. such a nice time. And I had, I think it's called the um, Thai tea cream pie. And it's so good. So it says Thai tea steeped American pudding filled in a ginger cookie crumb crust topped with whipped cream. So good. Ooh. And um, another dessert that I really enjoyed. I also really like tart tatan, basically. Yeah, same, same. If it's a tart, then I'm on it. Um... I can't remember exactly what the place is called, but my partner took me to it the last time we were in Paris. It's by the Louvre, and it's got um, gorgeous red leather seats. Um, I do. Re- it's one of those things where people love dunking on classic French cooking. Isn't being like not that interesting yeah. these days. They do do the puds really well. They do the puds so good. I love all of it. To be fair, I love your pâtés. I love your cassoulets. I love all the hearty French stuff, but the puds. A good chocolate mousse. A good chalky mousse. Speaking of goings on in the Hoxton, I found it really, really amusing and I would love to hear your opinion on this. They are doing a um, pop-up slash residency with meme account Real Housewives of Clapton. I saw this. Yes. What do you think? I haven't... Well, what is the, what is the lay of the land, is it? Is it a one-night-only pop-up They've filled with... they become the very thing that they set out to destroy. So um, what are they doing? Is it going to be kind of, you know, Gilders... Gilda skewers with Pirello olives and natural wine and what's what's the crack with it? The crack is, let me get this up, it's a collab menu and it just looks like biodynamic wine, Torres and Pirello. <laughs> so just nibbles? Yeah, so um, housewife's dinner, skewer Pirello olives, pickle chili or teas anchovies. So, yeah. yeah, classic. Um, a crisp that. sandwich for catcher, truffle mayo, Torres truffle crisps, mortadella, rocket fresh mozzarella. Lovely. And beans on toast, sourdough toast, tomato, white beans, garlic and herbs, plus much more and lots of biodynamic wine. It feels like quite cannibalistic that this is the way that things have gone. Yeah. Um, I don't know what I make of that, to be honest. I feel like it's obviously great marketing. Yeah. Um. But it does feel like it's, maybe it's funny, it's tongue-in-cheek. It's just, it feels like it's monetizing the very thing that the Royal Housewives of Clapton make their money off, which is dunking off people living in this way. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's fine. Maybe it's just validating all of our decisions from this moment on. But the reason I like Royal Housewives <laughs> of Clapton is, yes, they are dunking, but they're doing it from like a self-aware place because they're, if it's who I 95% think it is, do you think then, you know who the specific person is? I think or, I do. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And if I do know who it is, and if you're listening, I know who you are. Um, not that it matters. Bleep it we out. We met like once. Tell me who you think it is. It's um. Oh, really? Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. What makes you think it's him? So, um, everything's just kind of like lined up. So, I think it was... Um, it was uh, me and Mamsham. I was having a conversation with Maria actually about it. Ah. We were talking about it and um, got um, anxious sight hounds, did a residency at the... Uh, hand looks like his... It, it, it just probably is him. Oh, my God. Yeah. But, but they're very much like... Real Houses of Clapton are very much dunking on... Uh, a sect or of society that they're already very much part of. Yeah. Totally. Um, also, 
if it is that person, I love that person and all their work. And that actually just makes me love them more. Yeah, perfect. Um, so, sorry, I just got a text back from my partner at the place by the Louvre that does an amazing tartan and generally, like, brilliant French food, bistro dining. They're very nice and they speak English. <laughs> They're very sweet. Um, it's called Ajanico. So ah, nice. J-E-A-N-N-I-C-O-T. I don't know why I'm remembering. It's literally over there. Um, it's literally spelled it over there. Um great what did you get up to this this weekend i feel like i saw you so recently but in between in between those times in between those times um i went to london pride which was so fun i was was having lunch in soho anyway side note went to rita's for the first time thought it was lovely oh nice had really nice fried chicken caesar salad lovely cocktails little table outside great the vibes at london pride are just so good i have been in a very crowded environment at Glastonbury not long before then, which feels... Uh, Glastonbury is a is a very loving, happy environment. And I think as far as crowded places to go, that's one of the better ones you can be in. Pride is that times a million. Mm. I've never felt more safe in such a crowded space. The sense of community that you get there is just incredible. So many amazing floats going past and not just like corporate sticker rainbow on it once mm. i saw that the um the whole cast of Heartstopper were on a float did you ever watch Heartstopper? oh my gosh Heartstopper was this great show on netflix i think the season two is coming out soon about kind of like young queer love mm-hmm. in a school in the uk um oh yes no i think i did see that yeah, yeah olivia yeah. coleman was a mum in it and like the young cast were all incredible mm. um yeah, they were all on a float and there was the most measly shitty little crowd of anti-Pride protesters what? going to Pride. What? But I mean, it's just, it's so fucking pathetic. Well, what, pathetic. what do those signs even say? Uh, they're, you know, about like the wrath of Christ and stuff. Oh, one of um, those. Some nice religious anti, anti-gay anti stuff. I didn't which... think we had those over here. Yeah, nor did I. I mean, not Especially very many of them. There was legitimately about four of them in all the pictures that I saw. That's embarrassing. And it was like, it's quite embarrassing. And everyone on the floats is just being like, wee <laughs> at them. Like, there's so absolutely insane. nothing they can do. Um, Read the room. It just <laughs> felt like a really jubilant, happy day. Dancing in the streets. Everyone's super friendly, chatting to loads of people. Um... There's obviously a lot of um, anti-gay sentiment that goes on globally still. And especially now in the US, they've just ruled that you are allowed to discriminate against people. Yeah. Because their sexuality. Good old-fashioned discrimination. Yeah, you're legally... We love to see it. You're legally now allowed to refuse your services to someone because you don't agree with their sexuality. But the woman who tried to get this law put in in the first place, this legislation put in the first place, used an example of something that didn't even happen. These people are just so dishonest. You can't make legislation over hypothetical. She said like, oh yeah, this couple asked me to make a gay wedding website because she was like a website maker or something. It turns out that never even happened. Fucking hell. I know that Pride will technically be over by the time, like Pride Month will be over by the time this episode airs, but uh, we we very much stand for all of these things all year round and yeah. stand with with all LGBTQ plus communities um, and bloody love Pride. If you ever want to have a fucking great time, mm. go to Pride. Yeah, <laughs> I've never been. I've never been to a Pride before. Haven't you? Not no. been to Brighton Pride. Oh no, no, I have. Been, I have been to Pride. Um, I went with my sister to Nottingham Pride. What's Nottingham Pride like? 
I imagine like London Pride, but smaller. Bit smaller, <laughs> yeah. And with I mean, I'm sure the vibes also, also yeah. great. It was really, really nice. It was more of kind of like a parade. So like walking mm. from one place to another rather than like centralized activity. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of steps, which was good. Um, but <laughs> yeah, no, no, it was really nice. Um, Nottingham's a really, really good city for that. I, I love Nottingham in general. But no, um, I've never been to a Pride. I think maybe for the same reason that like I, I just don't do very well in big crowds. Yeah, I, you know, I'm exactly the same. I'm a real like anxious girl in the crowds, especially post-COVID. Yeah. Pre-COVID, I was like starting to feel a bit, I felt a bit anxious in festival environments and in clubs and stuff. But post-COVID, I hate the crowds. Yeah, I went to Notting Hill Carnival once. Uh, for like 10 minutes, I had a panic attack and I had to come home. Okay, last time I went to, that happened to camp, last time that we went to Carnival camp was like, I actually can't be in this crowd, can we leave? And we yeah. left after 10 minutes. Yeah. I used to love it when I was younger, but now it's just quite... It is intense. Stuck. Stuck if you're, if you're, yeah. But conversely, pride is, pride is also, if you're an ally, I feel like it's important to also attend pride events. I feel like it's... And maybe it's the same for Notting Hill Carnival. As yeah. long as you're not being disrespectful. Yeah. Then and make it about Then you. everybody's welcome. So long as you don't like do the Adele Bantu knots, then you're fine. Oh God. Do yeah. you remember that? I feel like everyone's forgotten about that. Yeah, we will never forget that. Please, please, please do not do any inappropriate hairstyles if you're attending Carnival this year. The only time where I've ever seen that has an appropriate hairstyle is when someone dressed up as her. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's, okay, more meta, more allowed. Yeah, this is more meta, more allowed. Cam actually went to Bristol Carnival, St. Paul's Carnival. The weekend just gone, which should be a little, a couple of weeks after this, a couple of weeks before this airs. And he says that was amazing. Like, really? he really wants to go back to that one. <gasps> like, so much less crowded, but still, like, the same really good vibes, just okay. with less of the stress. Okay. I like less stress. That sounds good. Less stress. Okay. Well. Maybe I will go to Carnival this year. It's always around my uh, birthday. Yeah. It's always around my birthday. What are you going to do for your birthday this year? I don't know. I, parties stress me out. I always get really upset when um, people can't come or people drop out. And then it just becomes more sad than it's worth. It's I've the never... classic, no one's going to come to my party anxiety. Well, yeah, I think also, like, I don't know whether it's the time of the year or whether it's to do with me, but, like, I don't think I've ever been the person that, like, people would, like, want to come. Like, people would rather oh, do no, other Oh, no, Han, that's not true. No. No, it's... I think it's just because it's summer. People, got, people are on holiday a lot of the time, aren't they? I think, yeah, maybe I'll do something this year, but maybe not. I don't know. I, 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 I want to save myself the stress. I think it's the thing of, I think everyone gets a bit of birthday anxiety. It's just a good time to gather people that you do like, and it never has to be something that's very big. Mm. Maybe just do like a, do like, a, I'm going to be at this pub, come by situation. That's what you did last year, didn't you? Yes, it is what I did last year. I did, um, yeah, I'm going to be at this pub for way longer than I probably should have been at the pub. Um <laughs> I think I was there from two and I got home at 12. Mm. That's not a good idea. A long innings. I think I'm going to start a little bit later this year. I'd probably give you the same, maybe the same pub that I'll do uh, as last year. But um, yeah, birthday anxiety has always been something. I think it kind of stems from, I mean, like as we've spoken about in therapy, it all stems back to when you were a kid. Yeah, and, uh, every damn time. <laughs> feeling feeling really anxious about like also just not really, I think you build up birthdays in your head. And oh yeah, big time. It's the same reason that kind of like I don't really get excited for Christmas anymore. God, I seem so depressed. No, it's just there's a lot of social anxiety that comes with these events. And it can feel like it's a bit of a popularity contest sometimes. <laughs> if people are like posting a lot. People like, I don't know. I always feel like it's like the super sweet 16 effect and the way that mm. lots of birthdays are chronicled on social media. 
in the classic way that social media isn't an accurate snapshot of how someone's actually feeling. It's just the highlights reel. Mm-hmm. But if if people who are either like celebrities or just, you know, people who you have on social media are posting about their birthdays in this really glorified way, mm. then it does make you feel a bit Having shit. like a massive party. Yeah, exactly. It does make you feel a bit shit when you don't feel that way. Ooh. You just have to take the pressure off it, I think. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a celebrity yet. <laughs> so. You're a celebrity to me. Thank you, Sophie. <laughs> Even though it's just me and you, I'll be happy. I'll be there. Uh, to show that my uncle's cancelled our holiday, so I will actually be in town. Yay! So, me and you, baby, we'll go to the pub. Your uncle cancelled your holiday. Was <laughs> he coming or did he just cancel your holiday? Um, we were supposed to go into my uncle. My uncle lives in Spain. We are supposed to be going there and he uninvited us. Oh. <laughs> it sounds like something more dramatic happened. He just He's having work done in his house, so it's not going to be done in time. That's actually so funny. <laughs> my uncle, I can't come. Sorry, guys, my uncle <laughs> like, cancelled my holiday. <laughs> Yeah, my uncle told me I'm not allowed to come to his house. He's oh, disowned no. me. No, he's all right. I'll go another time when the work's done. I don't have any family that live abroad. He's he is my one. He's my dad's twin brother. Ooh, no, dad has. Who's the evil one? Ooh, it's a good question. I would say that my dad's twin's probably the evil twin, but that's not true. Uh, I think my dad's just like the Chris is like the more loosey goosey twin, and my dad's the more my dad's the more like organized twin. Okay. Neither of them evil, just very different. Chris's chaos twin, I would say. Oh, okay. Even as an adult, will like regularly like miss planes and stuff. Oh, I've never missed a plane before in my life. No, I nor have I. No, no, can't no can't imagine how anxious that makes you. Yeah, he's he will miss his flights. He'll like he'll like accidentally go to the wrong airport. This mm. this man is sixty. <laughs> um, so I've been having like some mad nightmares. I had sleep paralysis oh, for the first time in ages the other no. night. I hated it. I hate sleep paralysis. What happens when you get sleep paralysis? If you ever had it before, you might have had it before. I've it's had when it once you like before. wake up from your dream or nightmare in my case. Um, but and you're awake and you're trying to talk, but no sound is coming out and your eyes are closed and you Horrendous. can't move and you like kind of have to like almost jerk yourself out of that sleep. I think it's just because I've been going too hard because it's my partner's birthday week and uh, we've just done nothing but get pissed. It's, that week's been a bit like that. I really need to, she says, drinking pet nut this morning. Yeah. Stay off the booze a bit. <laughs> this is adulthood. I'm sure that you have this situation as well. Yeah. I used to think that, like, how does anyone ever have, like, a bottle of wine in the house that they're not drinking as, like, a ratchet (laughs) 22-year-old? But now I have constantly lovely bottles of wine kicking around that will sit there for sometimes months at a time. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't have a good time to crack this open right now. If I subscribed to that school of thought, I would be dead. Yeah, yeah. I would literally be dead. Yeah. I... How, how how much do you have to drink till you get liver failure? Asking for a friend. I think I think you probably have to do it like a lot worse than what we do, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, We're yeah, pretty yeah, measured. Yeah. yeah. Considering our industries as well. Yeah, I think oh yeah, I would say okay, cool, cool, cool. We're fine. Okay, cool. <laughs> I have actually genuinely been thinking that. I've kind of got got to the stage now where I kind of want to like life prolong, life extend. And I'm like, I'll have like don't at me, guys, okay? But um, I'm having, like, two cigarettes a day at the moment, which is which is nice, Fine. and it's, like, my effort to quit. But I still feel like they fuck me up so bad. I'm yeah. I'm like such a pussy. No. <laughs> I feel like such a little bitch. Um, but I feel like they fuck me up so bad, and then I get really nervous that there's two cigarettes and me thinking that I'm going to have, like, a heart attack or something. I feel like we're nearly at the point where we're all going to start paying for, like, whole-body MOTs. 
Yeah. Check my liver function, check my lungs. Can you do that? My heart okay. I think you can. Probably cost a fucking bomb. But at some point, my anxiety is going to take me there. <laughs> can, you not, can you not just go to the GP and ask for some tests? I think you have to ask for more specific. You can't just be like, can you check everything? <laughs> Test me. Send me to the hospital, please, NHS, and scan everything. Oh, I can't remember the last time I went to the doctors. Yeah, I feel like I've got quite, I've got quite an ever-lengthening list of things I need to get. I checked. went, um, <laughs> as a first part of call, um, back on the breast reduction discourse, I um, asked, basically asked really nicely, like, is there any way you could do it on the NHS, please? Because my back really hurts and my neck hurts and everything sucks. And they basically said, unless you're going to harm yourself um, because your boobs are too big, then they're not going to do it. Oh. Or you're literally, your tits are like the size of you. That's so mean. Yeah, it's fine. So it just means I've got to spend lots of lovely money. <laughs> <laughs> To do something that should be um should should be free, but whatever. I'm not doing be, it for vanity it'll reasons, be worth I promise. It. It'll yeah. be worth it. My God's so heavy. I feel like I'll sit like this all the time. Yeah, like, your posture will be incredible. Oh, She's, big click. I just realised that I've been slouching like a little witch all morning. Yeah. Stretch it out. This is now a yoga podcast. You are a little witch. I am a witch. Right, should we do some letters? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hormonal contraception is making me go totally crazy. Have you guys ever had this? <laughs> I think every woman in some stage or another has had this because I thought for so long that I was indestructible. And I was, like nothing was really affecting me. And then like the last couple of years happened. It hurt your brain. It hurt, it nearly damaged my brain. I feel like you've talked about this on the podcast previously within a separate conversation, but... It gave you like crazy brain zaps. It right? gave me like when whenever I got like turned on, I'd get these crazy thunderclap headaches. Like it was Jesus trying to like smite <laughs> me for having an impure thought. Like, um, yeah, I got these crazy thunderclap headaches, and then um, even though I'd taken those pills before, I think that my blood pressure has risen as an adult, obviously. Um, and yeah, taking them, even though I took them when I was about seventeen, eighteen. Uh, just nearly killed me. So yes, I have I have had that um, reaction to hormonal contraception. I'm now on the hormonal coil, which is again for so long I thought I was indestructible and um, contraception didn't affect me emotionally. I'm now so fucking moody, so fucking moody. I feel like it's so hard to know in all the ways that it affects you because obviously every woman is different and like it does. You can't always tell. It can happen so gradually. Mm. Like I I think I started taking the pill when I was 15. Oh, the ship. And I stopped taking it a year ago. 
So oh, I yeah, on, you went cold turkey on I everything. Went, I went cold turkey on all my pills, stopped taking my antidepressants, stopped taking, uh, stopped taking the pill. But I, was on, but I was on the pill for 13 years. And it's quite hard to tell what was my personality. Because I was a teenager when I started taking that. Mm. Like, I don't know what I would have been like if I wasn't taking it, you know? Yeah. I have to say, coming off the pill and antidepressants at the same time, it's maybe not the most sensible idea to throw yeah, it all up like that. Doctors do not recommend, yeah, going cold turkey immediately. On yeah, on, on all the things. <laughs> um, but but do you know what? I'm I feel really good now that I'm not on either, and I know that all of the ways that I feel are yeah, truly what, me, even when I feel like a psycho. What differences have you noticed? I think I just noticed that I don't feel such extremes of emotion. Really? Yeah. Okay. I mean, antidepressants obviously great for leveling everything for out. leveling everything out anyway. Um, Which ones are you on? I actually don't think I've ever talked about this on the podcast before. But I was having like really quite depressive episodes for a couple of years, mm. so I was taking sertraline. I hate sertraline um, so much, man. I actually loved sertraline. I genuinely think it saved my life. So oh, well, I so I so, so she's my friend. <laughs> but I think that lots of people don't. React. Well That's really good. I, I genuinely haven't heard of anyone because it's like sertraline for anyone who hasn't been into the doctors, that kind of thing. It's usually like the first port. It's of your call. starter pack. It's your starter pack. They'll see how you do on sertraline. If it doesn't work, then they'll yeah. do something else. So that's kind of lucky that, yeah. Lots of my friends are sertraline really well gang, actually. Really? Yeah, oh. yeah. That's the one that people seem to be to be oh. to be vibing with. Interesting. Um sorry, that's sorry, that's a bit of a tangent. I know I'm talking about antidepressants, not the pill. But um <laughs> but the pill yeah, I just feel like the antidepressants were probably levelling me a bit whilst I was taking those two things in tandem. But now that I take neither, I kind of feel like I've just got more of an understanding of where I sit on most things and I don't feel like I swing into raging bitch mode mm -hmm. so frequently. Um, it, does, it does send people into like quite depressive episodes sometimes as well. Mm -hmm. It has so many different effects on different people, but... Um, if, I mean, I'm now doing no contraception whatsoever other than, like, good old-fashioned condoms. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pulling out. Pulling out. Um, I no, know people that don't, don't even use condoms. I know They're lots just of like, friends who don't, but... But so many women now, and I think this has become, like, a really big thing recently, um, are being really in touch with their cycle. So, like, I don't know when my period's coming. I'm just like... Pfft. But people are going on, are using apps to know like when they should be having sex and they shouldn't be. Yeah. It's really, really interesting. I know a lot of people who've got pregnant using those apps though. Mm. So I don't, I don't trust. Okay. <laughs> I mean, again, every person's different. Maybe you're, you can use it in a way that feels right for you. But yeah. Oh, we're all probably barren. But anyway. I don't know. It's fine. I mean, yeah, also that. Yeah, we're all full of microplastics. I'd say I'm. <laughs> I mean, I've also got dodgy ovaries. This is now yeah. the Sophie Medical History Podcast. Um, <laughs> I've got polycystic ovary syndrome and also endometriosis. So my cycles are a bit funny anyway. Yeah. But I've now been off the pill for a year. And I'm pleased to report I'm currently on my period 30 days after my last period. No. Nice. Which is almost a regular cycle. Nature, nature is healing. Nature is healing. So um, if, you, if you're not vibing with hormonal contraception... Definitely come off it and see where you sit with, but give your body a bit of time to restore its normal functions. Like, I still don't think that uh, my hormone levels are back where they should be after 13 years. Yeah, we are not telling you to come off your contraception. <laughs> if you need it, then use if it. If you need it, you need it. But, but also, there's other it. alternatives. Yeah. I've got friends with implants, coils. I've got friends doing good old-fashioned pulling out. <laughs> yeah. 
Good old fashioned pulling out. Um, whatever, whatever feels right for you. Yeah. Okay. So, is it okay for my boyfriend to pay more for things if he earns nearly triple more than I do? Ooh. Interesting. Thought hand. Um. Yes. That's fine. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's fine I'm just kind of thinking if I was the boyfriend or if I was a girlfriend that earned money because you know girls can earn money too um, <laughs> what? I, yeah, yeah crazy right um, I would feel really generous and like I would want to spend money on my beloved yeah so I used to have a boyfriend that earned like significantly more than I did uh, like four or five times the amount that I did Ooh. and uh, he would insist on splitting everything down the middle and that's just interesting, it, it right? It hurts a bit, especially if when you're a younger person, you could be earning like not very much money at all. Yeah. And it's really expensive out there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we, we split everything like dead center down the middle and it was kind of like, okay, like, yes, this is an equal partnership. But my parents made a really, really good point. They were like, this isn't your business partner. Like, this is like your romantic life yeah. partner. Like, they should be kind of like cutting you a bit of slack and understanding. And they were understanding financially in different ways. But that's the first uh, thing that came to my head. I think that it also causes, um, I think stuff like that can also cause you to build up a bit of resentment as well. Totally. Especially if you earn different amounts, you kind of have different expectations of what's a normal amount of money to spend on stuff. So say if your partner who owns, earns more money chooses the holiday you're going to go on, mm. but is actually more money than you would feel comfortable suggesting spending yourself, splitting that, that then down the middle feels unfair because that isn't something that you would have yeah. initiated. Mm. Likewise with like where you choose to go for dinner or like getting oh. a taxi home if you like, oh, I actually really wanted to get the bus because I can't afford to get a taxi. Yeah. If they're insistent on getting a taxi, they should pay for the taxi. I, I mean? think, I, I'm just trying to understand the question. Is it that the boyfriend doesn't want to pay for more things or does she perhaps feel a bit uncomfortable? It's like a feminist discomfort. More things? Yeah. I think that you're, al you're allowed to be feminist and be in principle for equality in all ways, but also the practicality of someone earning a lot of money, more money than you in this yeah. day and age does mean that it's a slightly more nuanced situation. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that you're a bad woman. If reparations. You accept it. Yeah, literally reparations. <laughs> accept, accept. For being a woman. Yeah. Yeah, I understand feeling kind of two ways about it as a proud feminist myself but also like life is hard like you don't need to kind of make it harder for yourself just on principle do you know what i mean i totally. think that's probably something i would have done in the past like make just because like, i'm a very principled person just making things harder for me than they have to be mm -hmm. if this person wants to pay for you and make your life easier and like god knows as a woman your life is probably hard enough then yeah fucking go for it Except they probably just want to give you some treats they just want to give you a little treat and being treated is nice yeah, being treated is lovely. I hope that helps. All right, three go-to recipes for garden dinner parties. Ooh, we should do some wines in this too, Han. Yeah, um, I don't know, I, don't know. I like to eat as well. I don't we, can, we can, we can, we can. <laughs> I we love can, to eat. We can do the two. Okay, so if I was having a garden dinner party, yeah, I would do a selection of things. So I'm going to give you recipes that I think would go together. So I think. Something on the barbecue mm -hmm. as like the only thing that you cook when people are there. I'd maybe do some kind of like chicken kebab situation or prawns on the barbecue mm. or like a big side of salmon 
that you've rubbed in loads of spices and you cook on the barbecue. Yes. Um, and then I'm thinking this is quite Greek style. There's lots of like mm -hmm. dried mint and oregano and olive oil and lemon involved in whatever. I like big bowls of stuff. Big bowls of stuff. Pie. Like a big bowl of um, minty, basilic, peachy, mozzarella kind of things. Always goes down a treat. Roasted veggies, olive oil, olive oily, um, what you fucking call it? Uh, orzo. Yeah, and a nice pasta salad with orzo because yeah. we know that pasta salads can be quite shit. Yeah. If you always did like a Greek salad yes. with orzo in it. Yes. Loads of feta, red onion, I made exactly tomatoes. that. Um, mm. Fucking, what's the name? Ridiculously beautiful, talented. Um, M the nutritionist. Yeah, lovely. Every oh, single... Yeah, her Greek pasta salads. Every single thing that I've made from her is a fucking banger. Like, yeah, I make her brilliant. recipes so often. She is brilliant. She's amazing. Shout out, M. Um, yeah, in terms of um, wines for garden dinner parties, obviously you can't go wrong. With a nice crisp white, I'm currently... I mean, like, this is not based on any fact whatsoever it's just what i feel like drinking right now um i would probably go for like a lovely aromatic viognier um it ranges in style from like really crisp and aromatic to kind of i'm um, slightly on the off dry side so it's perfect for all the cab drivers that i've spoken to recently when i've asked them what kind of wine they like to drink they've all said sweet wines really yeah there we go it's a bit of an off dry for a all party. off dry so yeah if you've if you've got some non-wine friends around that maybe like something a little bit sweeter you can get an off dry viognier Obviously, you also can't go wrong with a pet nut. Just like this Lovely beautiful one we have here. Lovely in summary. Um, you don't need to splash out on champagne. You can get like the same happiness and exuberance from a pet nut. Totally. Rosé as well, obviously. You just can't go wrong with a Provence rosé in yeah. the summer. You whispering angel. Get your whispering angel. Also, just make sure you have loads of like dips and like breads. Mm. Either make some nice fresh flatbreads or go to some kind of like Turkish or Greek shop and pick up those big fluffy yes. breads, make some tzatziki, make some hummus, or at least like zhuzh up some supermarket hummus. Mm -hmm. I hope that helps. That sounds absolutely delicious. I'm already hungry. Again. <laughs> um, I've got something that I want to plug just to close out the episode. Um, on Sunday, so this Sunday coming when this podcast comes out, the 16th of July, I will be selling tickets for an extra bonus additional wine club because you guys can't seem to get enough of them in the summer. Uh, it's going to be a, an exciting location. I'm just popping up once, uh, slightly more east this time. So keep your eyes out for that. Is there anything you want to plug, Soph? So I've got a sub club coming up on the 16th of August. <gasps> Pencil that date in your diaries oh if you fancy coming. It's going to be in East London. It's going to be super, super fun. Tickets are coming out very soon. So keep your eyes peeled for that and save the date if you fancy it. All right, you heard it here first. Lots of opportunities to get all up in our personal space. Come say uh, hi. Yeah, come, come say, say hi. hi in the coming months. Um, but until next time, uh, leave us a five-star review. Leave us a little um, review comment as well. It really, really helps us to make more. It proves to sponsors that we're worth the money. <laughs> And it also gives us a lovely little boost and makes us feel happy and warm inside our hearts. <laughs> every time, every time, every time there's a review. I, every time there's a review, I actually Kitty, do screenshot it and, send it and send it to you. I'm like, oh my God, look what they said. Send it to my mum, send it to everyone. It's um, very important. So thank you so much for listening and we'll catch you next week. Lots Bye guys. Of love. See you next week. Bye.